You are listening to episode 31 of Japan Games Cast. On this week's show, Elder Ring gets a 20-minute gameplay reveal, Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 have been pulled from stores, and Nintendo chooses a location for its next retail store. All this and more coming up. Welcome back, everyone, to Japan Games Cast, the Japanese gaming news podcast recorded in Tokyo, Japan. I'm your host, Julian, aka Kantan Gamer, and joining me, as always, is my co host, Ryan. Hey, how's it going, man? It's good, man. You're looking a little futuristic today. Yeah, I'm here in、uh, downtown Shinjuku. Yeah.、Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lovely、uh, purple day out,、um, just like always. That's it, the,、so、the, the neon <laughs> smog of the city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much always like this.、Um, it looks good, man. It's a, it's a good、yeah. look for you. Yeah, yeah, it looks good over there, too. I see you've got some smog、uh, creeping in your room as well. <laughs> But yeah, what have you been、uh, playing this week, man?、Uh, I've, I've been playing、uh, Front Mission 4. Have you heard of that one?、Uh, is that one of those like, mech games? Yeah, it's, it's like a, a strategy RPG with mechs. It's, oh, okay. It's kind of, it's kind of like,、uh, like Fire Emblem or Advanced Wars. Um, okay. It's PS2.、Uh, like I mentioned a few times, I got a, a PS2 Slim a few weeks ago. So I've just been playing through some, some classics that I, I enjoyed when I was a kid. Oh, so, cool.、Uh, yeah, it's been pretty solid. But、uh, how about you?、Uh, I've been getting a lot of time in with Age of Empires 4. I kind of got addicted to it. <laughs> oh, playing, wow. Okay. So playing, you've been into it. Yeah, playing some online. But a little bit disappointed that there's no Japanese civilization. Because、uh, on number two, there was Japanese. And I enjoyed,、oh, really? their, I enjoyed their funny kind of Japanese comments, you know, when they're cutting down trees and stuff. <laughs>、oh, I, th- I thought there was a Japanese civilization. No, unfortunately not. They've, they've kind of trimmed down the amount of、uh, civs that they have. But、uh, it's still good, though. It's a really good game.、Um, and I've also been playing Pikmin Bloom, which is quite fun, which is the new、oh, cool. um, Pikmin mobile game we spoke about last episode. And it launched, I forgot what day it was, but it seemed to be different days in different countries. But、um, I've been playing it for about a week now in Japan. And、uh, it's basically just like a, like a pedometer. You know, you just count your steps for the day and you collect Pikmin as you walk around and like, you can spread like petals and stuff. And it, it covers the map in like flowers. And、uh, yeah, I'm not really sure like, how good it is yet. <laughs> it's kind of like just relaxing, you know. But it seems like every day you kind of unlock a new feature. Oh, I see. Oh, that looks pretty good. Yeah, I haven't downloaded it, so、uh, I might try it out.、Um, yeah, it's,、uh, it's, it's a good one, you know, if you're into like, you know, getting some exercise via walking or whatever, you know, you want to take it slow and easy. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of breaks at work where I, I just kind of sit around, so maybe I could just go outside and like collect some, some Pikmin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's pretty fun. I mean, I've only actually just unlocked the. I've got red, yellow, and blue Pikmin, so like the classic three. But yeah, I don't have the purple, rock, or white ones yet. So I've not really got all the features. And I just unlocked this thing where you can like send them off to like collect items, like, like you do in the real game, right? So you choose like, you know, like an, an empty can of beer or something or whatever. <laughs> and it says like, oh, you need six Pikmin. So you send the six. And then it says like, it'll take like an hour, like. One, one and a half days for them to return or whatever. And depending on how far、yeah. away it is, they'll walk off and they'll, they'll, they'll bring it back to your base or whatever. So it's quite fun.、Oh, but,、uh, but yeah, it's always running in the background. It's also just clocking your steps and stuff. So it's kind of easy to play because you don't have to have it open. You, you just open it at the end of the day and you've like, automatically done loads of stuff. So I, I kind of like it in that regard as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Well, yeah, I guess、uh, 
guess uh, let's hop into the news for today. Yeah, cool. So uh, our first story of the week uh, is that there's a new Nintendo store coming to Japan. So kind of surprisingly, uh, the first ever Nintendo store in Japan only opened two years ago uh, in 2019 in Shibuya. And um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's kind of surprising, right? There, like all the, every week, right? <laughs> no, I would say maybe every couple of months. I just, uh, you know, when I'm passing through, I pass through Shibuya quite a lot. So, you know, if I've got time or if I can be bothered, I'll just take a walk up there. It's been much nicer since the pandemic hit because there's like no tourists in there. Cause that's always, oh, yeah. that's always a bit tough, you know, trying to battle the crowds and stuff. But yeah, there's no queues anymore. And, um, you know, I went on the first day they opened actually to, to make a video and it took two hours to get into the shop. It was kind of ridiculous. Oh wow! The queue is just like so long, um, but it's yeah, cool. I, yeah, yeah, I haven't, I haven't been because I'm just afraid I'm gonna like spend my life savings on like little uh, trinkets and things. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's loads of cool uh, stuff in there. You know, lots of unique merch that you can't find anywhere else. But it's it can be expensive, I guess. But yeah, so there's a new store opening in Osaka. Uh, yeah, and I guess it's going to be having similar products to the uh, to the Tokyo one, right? I believe it would be yeah, selling the same stuff. Um, so anyone that doesn't know, so if somehow you don't know that uh, last year uh, the Mario Super Nintendo World theme park opened uh, at USJ in Osaka, right? So this seems like maybe an even better location to open the store. Because one, it's quite close to Kyoto, which is where Nintendo's headquarters are. It's like literally like the neighboring city. And also, there's going to be a lot, you know, once the borders open again, there's going to be a lot of tourists coming in. And I imagine a lot of people going down to Osaka to go to that theme park. So I'd imagine they'll get a lot of, um, you know, foot traffic funneled off of that um, as well. Yeah, yeah. Like Osaka will be like a, a good place to have, you know, Check out game stuff as well as uh, you know, like Kyoto's nearby. You can see the old temples. Exactly. So it, yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense that you know they'd have a store next to the uh, theme park. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, they they have stores in the theme park as well. But from what I remember, most of the stuff in the theme park is quite unique as well. So uh, if you wanted to hit up both, you go to the theme park, check out the shops, and then also check out the Nintendo store. I think you'd be quite supl- so like quite pleasantly surprised that. You know, there's not much of an overlap in uh, in merch. So, you know, if you really want to, you know, spend the big bucks, then <laughs> I'm sure you'll find enough stuff to buy. Cool, cool. Well, yeah, I'm excited to see that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and uh, this kind of re- related news. It's also Kansai, but um, there are some Japanese indie game themed rooms in a hotel in Kyoto. Yeah, this looks quite interesting. Um, so. This is not a new concept. There's lots of like themed hotel rooms across the world, but especially in Japan, there's lots of like anime and game themed hotel rooms. Um, but this one is based on the indie game Unreal Life. Yeah, but uh, I do have a little trailer for it here. So let's check it out. It looks like yeah, kind of like pixel art. Uh, I think it's like a kind of point and click adventure. And it's got this really cool kind of like purple, kind of like dusk, kind of twilight, kind of color theme, you know? Um, oh, wow. And it looks, yeah, it looks really nice. Yeah, this looks great, man. I mean, I love the aesthetic, like the pixel, uh, you know, pixel art with the parallax uh, buildings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, yeah, it looks like Japan too, which is pretty cool. Absolutely, yeah. So this is the uh, synopsis for the game. It says, uh, after losing her memories, the girl could only remember one name, Misakura. She sets out to find Misakura, aided by a talking traffic light and by the power to read the memories of the things she touched. Unreal Life is the story of her journey, comparing memories of the past with the present, solve mysteries, and follow the girl and the traffic light <laughs> in this atmospheric puzzle adventure game. Follow the memories, follow the path, and what you will find is... Dot, dot, dot. Sounds wow. Cool. Sounds that mysterious. sounds like a, a Murakami Haruki novel uh, synopsis. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of trippy, right? I just love the yeah. uh, talking traffic light. That's a great addition. Yeah, it's... You know, I might pick this up then because uh, it looks really good. Um, it looks, yes, yeah, really nice. Cool. So, uh, yeah, a little bit odd, but yeah, definitely could be cool. So, if we just go back to the, the website here, you can see um, there's only actually one picture of the room, but you know, there's like uh, pixel cutouts on the wall. They got some like, artworks that are, one is actually a window. So, it looks like, you know, you're looking out into the pixel world, which is quite cool. And then oh, I love nice. this, like, uh, this penguin smoking a cigarette with a like a, <laughs> like, a, like a train conductor's hat on yeah i don't know yeah. what what what's going on in that game but i want to get to that part <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll that, have to check it out to, to figure out what all this uh all this stuff means yeah yeah so uh yeah a bit of a, bit of a random one but uh, yeah if you're ever in town and uh, you want to stay in a slightly you know unique hotel room then that could be a cool option <laughs> yeah cool thanks for sharing and next up we've got a story related to one of my Probably one of my favourite game franchises, actually. Um, it's that the games Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 have been pulled from uh, digital stores over some licensing issues. And what I believe it seems to boil down to is that the licensing has expired for some uh, historical footage that they used in the games. So um, oh, okay. you can see here, yeah, it's, it's not like a major thing, but I guess... Whoever Konami was paying for the, like the license, you know, they're gonna have to like go back to that company and you know renegotiate mm. something. Um, but the full list here, we've got um, Metal Gear Solid Two: Sons of Liberty on the PlayStation Three and Vita, uh, Metal Gear Solid Three on the PS3 and Vita, uh, the Metal Gear Solid HD Collection on PS3, Metal Gear Solid HD Collection on Vita, PlayStation Now, the HD Collection on Xbox 360, and the and Metal Gear Solid 3 on the 3DS. So it's obviously like, it's spread a lot across, sorry, it's spread across a lot of different platforms. Um, but some platforms, you know, the stores have closed down, but I think all of these store, all of these consoles, you can still access the digital stores on. So even though they're pretty old mm. still, um, yeah, you can still, you can still access them. Oh, I see. And then it says it's been taken down from a uh, GOG as well. Um, oh yeah. I know recently they put Metal Gear Solid 2 on there and it was like, um, I think it was like a port of the PS2 version or something. Oh, okay. Um, which is kind of cool. It's like the retro version, but they've even taken that. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I wonder which footage specifically was the one that like caused the issues. Cause sure, sure. I know sure. There, there's a lot of like Cold War era, like military footage. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't find any specific um, mention of what exactly it was, but it's definitely a. It just it quoted as as historical footage. So, uh, what you can see here, this is the part of the opening cutscene to Metal Gear Solid Three, and uh, yeah, like you said, like kind of Cold War, and uh, they use a lot of clips of just like you know, like random like 
I don't know, like Soviet like encampments and like you know, bombs going off and stuff. It's all very nondescript, but obviously somebody owns the rights to that footage, right? So I feel like it's a yeah. very very minor technicality. Um, so like, like this image here, some guy like climbing into like a rocket or a shuttle. I mean, the, the quality is so poor, it's kind of hard to tell what's going on. But um, <laughs> yeah. it's you crazy know, to think that this like old black and white footage, you know, it's owned by you know, there's some company that like licenses this footage but you know yeah. I guess it makes sense um but it, it's too bad when you know like when like classic games get affected by this kind of legal stuff like sure know, like, sure like, yeah like golden eye is like the classic example of you know mm. a great game that like never gets re-released because of the licensing so um yeah that's a that's a big but, shame but yeah this but, is this is always cool I, I i've always loved how metal gear it's got like a really wacky story, but they really try and blend it into reality, right? So, yeah, th throughout the whole arc from like number three that starts in like the sixties, right, and then all the way up until the, like the most present day one, uh, there's always like these real world events that are dotted throughout yeah, it, the story. It like keeps it grounded in reality. And yeah, I feel like yeah, that's like how they get away with like all the supernatural, you know, weird stuff that that happens in Metal Gear. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. But like. I remember when I was a kid, like all of this like historical footage and like kind of real world setting, like always had me convinced like this is somehow like some kind of real thing, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, like obviously it's a game, but like I always loved how they, they kind of try to keep it like in within the realm of reality or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Of yeah. course, if you think about it, it's completely ridiculous, but <laughs> you know. Of course, but, of course. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, sad to see those being pulled down. Um, I think they're trying to sort it out. So um, I would imagine so. Yeah, the only thing I'm, I'm concerned about is that you know maybe when they made the games, the licensing company didn't realize that the franchise would be so big. So now if Konami goes back to them to renegotiate, they'll ask for like a much higher fee. And uh, we know we all know how Konami seems to hate its own games. You know, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it might it might have a very low limit for what it's willing to pay to uh, to relicense them. But those games well, are just uh, they're just too classic. Like they just can't be. That can't be the end of them. They, they need to come oh, back. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they're definitely going to come back. I, I have faith. Those are like the the fan favorite games, right? One, Absolutely, two, yeah, yeah. And if you know, so. worst comes to worst, it's only on the digital version, so. Uh, there's still plenty of physical copies floating around, and so easy enough to have, find. There have also been a lot of rumors that the series is getting like rebooted and remade for the modern generation, kind of like how Demon mm. Souls got a remake. Um, so that's not official, but like I can totally see in like three or four years, like a PS5, you know, original Metal Gear remake with oh, you know so like good. insane <laughs> graphics and stuff. So yeah, it's about that time. You know, the game is what like 25. Not yet 25 years old, but it'll it's be get, 25. It's, get, it's getting there, yeah. Uh, and by the time a remake gets made, right? So Yeah, it technically had a remake on the, the GameCube, but that's almost 20 years old now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I played that, uh, the Twin, Twin Snakes. Twin Snakes, yeah. Yeah, I, I loved so. it because I was a huge fan of Metal Gear Solid 2, and it was just really cool to see like the original game being done in like a new engine. Yeah, sure. Um, anyhow, yeah, so uh, I guess that brings us to... Uh, to our discussion bit for the week. That's uh, it, man. So, like, uh, as you might have seen, Elden Ring had a gameplay... Um, it's not a gameplay reveal, but it's, like, the first time that, like, um, 
a major portion of the game has been showed. And, yeah. um, like it's looking pretty impressive, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. It's so, like, uh, I mean, it looks a bit like Shadow of the Colossus and like Breath of the Wild, but with Dark Souls graphics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what, um, what I was thinking. Uh, so yeah, I think it looks great. Um, it's, it's almost like as if something like Dark Souls was just like opened up so that it, you know, <laughs> If it yeah, an open yeah. world version, which is, I think, exactly the, the whole idea. But um, the art style is also a lot more colorful. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's looking great. And did you play the Demon Souls remake? Uh, I didn't know, but I mean, I, I saw it. Um, I was, well, when I got the PS5, I was still kind of working on the backlog of PS4 games. But I've just never really been very good at these games, so... I just yeah, didn't want to yeah, spend yeah. like $60 on a game just because it looked nice <laughs> that I would never actually complete. Um, yeah, yeah. But this but... looks cool. This looks a lot more like fantastical, you know, and obviously that comes from the collaboration with George R.R. R. Martin. So I'm quite, yeah, excited to check this one out. Um, I just hope it has maybe like an, I don't want to say easy mode, you know, like I'm not a noob, but I just don't have time to like learn how to play games, you know, so... I hope there's a more, yeah. uh, you know, a more novice-friendly approach to it or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My little brother's really into these games, and he's tried to convince me to, to play them, but, like, I'm just not willing to uh, put in the time it takes to learn them. Yeah, but yeah. I, but, like, I still enjoy, like, trying to keep up with it. So they've been advertising uh, a lot of verticality for this game because mm. it's a really wide game, but it's also, like, apparently um, quite vertical, like, there's right. mountains and like you can go up like deep under the mountains and the castles mm. and like in Dark Souls like uh you were like ascending to the heavens and like going deeper down into like the the tunnels and um depths and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, I I was reading about it and apparently like the dungeons also have like a lot of different entry points. So um Oh, cool. You know, like, you might be able to, like, if you're coming from a higher point, you might be able to sneak in through, like, a cathedral window or something, mm. or maybe you're deep in some cave and it, like, comes out from under under the yeah. place. So, like, apparently it's kind of like this this labyrinth design, uh, which I think is really cool. Um, it allows for a lot of different, like, possibilities. Mm. I mean, that sounds like a bit of a Breath of the Wild influence as well, you know, um... Because I remember when they when they were making that game, and they said, um, you know, uh, Eiji Onuma San, he said, um, you know, they were trying to focus on making the game open world, but they wanted the dungeons to be accessible from like multiple angles. So, yeah. uh, like you know, like Ganon's castle, I think was a really good example mm, of that. That like, was cool, yeah. Like the shrines were kind of, you know, they were they weren't exactly like part of the the main world, you know, but like right. The, um, but like Ganon's, Ganon's castle, like you can approach it from so many different ways. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of imagining this game as like Ganon's castle, but just, it's like spread over the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. So, yeah. um, I mean the, the sky of the game also has a bit of a Twilight Princess vibe to it as well. Yeah, it, it totally does. It's like a <laughs> even more realistic sort of, sort of version of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, anyway, it's looking great. I just wanted to bring it up and uh, discuss it. Mm. And uh, 
yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I don't have the PS5 though, so I think it's uh, releasing PS5, right? Uh, is it an exclusive? I'm not actually sure what um, platforms it'll be coming out on. Let's see. Oh, is this it here? Uh, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> there you go. Get rid of those cookies. Yeah, I've got already got into the habit of doing this on every website now. Fuck off. Um, ring. I mean, f- oh, it's on all platforms. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, because from software is usually on PS or PlayStation, right? But oh, it's coming uh, to PS4 as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let me say that again. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So this looks like it's coming to to Xbox platforms, even Xbox One and PS4, mm-hmm. PS5, PC as well. So uh, actually, I, maybe I will be able to check this out if it's coming out on PC. Yeah, there you go, man. I mean, it looks, yeah, pretty intense. The graphics are pretty cool. So, with something uh, like this, like where it's not linear, I feel like even if it's really difficult, like you, you might be able to like find alternate ways to get around stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like so for me, I just want to experience the world. It just looks really cool. So like, even if the gameplay like is too hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it just looks, it just looks beautiful, I, and I love this kind of weird, grotesque. Uh, it's got a bit of a vibe of um, Berserk. I don't know if you know that that manga, um, but that's kind uh, of yeah. it's a Japanese manga, but it's set in like a weird kind of like demonic, like medieval world. So all the knights have these like kind of really thick, like sharp iron armors and stuff. It looks very like this, and uh, mm. it's been noted many times that all the Souls games take heavy influence from that manga because the the artwork is very similar. But I also uh, like the 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 color of this game. You know, it's got that pop. It's got a nice contrast. So, yeah, really, really excited to check it out. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So, for the last bit of the show, uh, we're going to change it up a little bit. We're doing our new release of the week, which is kind of our pick for the best release coming out that week, and then we'll just briefly mention the uh, the uh, other new releases. So, for this week, our release of the week is Pokemon uh, Shining. Was it Shining Diamond? Brilliant. brilliant pearl or brilliant, brilliant diamond? diamond shining pearl <laughs> there you go yep so uh, yeah let's take a look at it yeah so confusing names aside uh this is the game so this is the last pokemon game i think i played um when i was a kid and before i kind of just quit the series i still like you know play all the, the spin-offs and stuff but um i just got a bit bored of the same kind of thing you know over and over again <laughs> with the mainline games yeah yeah um I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I, I stopped with uh, Ruby and Sapphire. Mm. But, uh, like, I I remember my little brother was playing this game and he loved it on the DS. And uh, when they announced this remake, I, I actually wasn't very excited because I thought the art style was kind of kind of crap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I really like the old pixel arts. Yeah, but, um, yeah. In this trailer we're watching now, it looks, like, a lot better, I think, than it did. Uh, what was it like a year ago mm. when they when they revealed it? Yeah, uh, I think they like, didn't show up all these like close ups and stuff. So like, it's got a very similar vibe to um, Link uh, Link's Awakening. You know that little chibi like toy kind of vibe. And like when yeah. the camera zooms in, there's more like depth of field and stuff. And you know it just looks more like a little miniature world. Whereas like I think the first trailer they just showed like the top down view, so it just looked a little bit 
mm, a bit bland or a bit flat maybe yeah like the new camera work and like um effects really are helping to sell it a lot i think mm. um yeah but it, it does seem like quite zoomed in don't you think like it's it seems like really up close to these these models <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, yeah I, I guess so but uh i don't know it, it, even close up it looks pretty nice you know it, it would be really cool if they added a camera control where you can zoom in and out and like you know pan around but mm. i i doubt they're doing that it, yeah I, I haven't seen it yet so i'm thinking no well i don't but, know uh, if you ever saw the um the the making of a uh, link between worlds the, the 3ds game that was the sequel to um link to the past but it has yeah. this kind of top-down kind of, you know, perspective. Um, but if you turn the camera 90 degrees and look at the world from the side, everything's leaning backwards so, oh, to, make, yeah. to, to make it look correct. So, like, it's just like there's a straight house, but it's just like, it's like, bang, like, really, like, <laughs> leaning. And Link's just, like, completely, like, doing, like, a Michael Jackson, like, backwards. It's pretty funny. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, I've never seen the perspective shift. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if this game also has something similar um to to you know because obviously when you do it with pixels you just draw it how you want it to look yeah but with the 3d you have to make the model but then when you move the camera it might not look as nice so you have to kind of like mold it or something <laughs> yeah, yeah what was yeah. really cool about the original was like it had 3d 3d bits to it but then mm -hmm. also the, it was like mostly done with pixel uh sprites and stuff oh true yeah yeah so I really liked that aesthetic mm -hmm. like the simple 3d models with the but they kept the pixel style yeah, but now yeah. we've moved into like it's all 3D models. Mm -mm -mm. Um, so I I don't know. Some of it looks good, but then other other parts look really crappy. So <laughs> I don't know, man. But I mean, visuals aside, I mean, I know it's a it's a beloved Pokemon game. You know, it's one of the classic ones. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, it might be worth it to pick it up just to play through it, experience the story. Pokemon games usually aren't too hard, so. It's quite a yeah, relaxing, yeah. you know, <laughs> relaxing experience. Yeah, I mean, um, it still looks better to me than um, Sword and Shield. Like that game just looked a bit janky. Because like yeah. we know this game originally was already good, so like, you know, why wouldn't it just be better with like nice graphics and stuff? And like, I'm sure they've made some like you know, quality of life improvements as well. Yeah, like I picked up uh, the the Pikachu and Eevee uh, remakes of the original mm -hmm. games that came out like what three or four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like really impressed for the first few hours because like the music was new and the graphics were new, but then they just kind of killed the gameplay. Like, oh yeah, right. Like, <laughs> they added like the motion control, like you know, they took out some battling and stuff. And uh, I wasn't able to make it more than you know. That was such a know. weird decision. It's like the the core principle of Pokemon games is the battling. And just to remove that with like the Pokemon Go, like flick the fucking ball at someone, yeah. like just what yeah. a shit, what it, a shit was, game. Yeah, it was just kind of, kind of boring. And like, I mean, I was basically just playing it to hear like the the music because like I'm a big fan of the Pokemon music. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially with it like rearranged with you know like better mm. samples and stuff. But um, yeah, I couldn't make it through it. So like, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm gonna go for this one. But yeah, so uh, that's coming out on the 19th um, in about 10 days. Yeah, and also this week uh, we've got Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic on the Switch, which is a bit of a kind of a refresh of the game. It still looks quite similar to the old version, but 
just got slightly higher resolutions and stuff. Um, but I quite like the janky style of this, so I don't want it to change too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is such a, a favorite game, so looking forward to this. And also on mobile, we've got Final Fantasy The First Soldier, which we've talked about a few times. It's a new kind of uh, Fortnite-like uh, mobile game, so Battle Royale kind of thing. And uh, yeah, this I'm, is... I'm getting so many advertisements for this one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So uh, it definitely looks cool. Uh, this cutscene is from Final Fantasy VII, so it's not actually the game, but uh, it's set in the same world. And uh, yeah, I'm curious. I think it's free to play, so I'll definitely check it out. But I'm not, I'm not hopeful. I'm not. I'm not expecting too much from it. Yeah, yeah. I've got very low expectations. Uh, I don't think this is really marketed for us anyway. So yeah. So that's pretty much. All we've got for this week's show. So thanks for listening, guys. Uh, whichever platform you are listening to us on, make sure you're subscribed for a new episode every single week. Uh, remember, if you're watching on YouTube, you can watch along with us as we look at all these game trailers and news articles. Uh, thanks for joining me as always, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for having me. And we'll be back next time for the next episode of Japan Gamescast. <laughs>